Hey folks, Michael here. This is just a reminder to check out our Patreon if you haven't yet. We've got some pretty cool art right on the homepage, and this next week, we'll even be adding a bonus cutscene for free for anybody to listen to who visits our page. It's as easy as magic to give us a visit, and if you're feeling generous, help support this show. You'll get a shout-out and who knows what else. Our first patrons already received some pretty sweet merch. So, we hope to see you there, and now, on with the show! Hi there, and welcome to JK We Are Rolling, a podcast about three students who attend the most prestigious wizarding school in all of Germany. My name is Michael Moore, and I am your magician master. That's the game master. Your dungeon master. I'm all the masters. I create trouble for the characters. I help tell the story a little bit. And uh, that's me, but let's talk to the rest of our players. You want me to start? Yeah, why, why don't I start? Lucas Fischer here again, and uh, I, I play only one character, but it's Jasper Casper. He's the the human from the non-magical world who, who came to school, and all he wants to do is find a place to belong. And I hope we can help him do that. Maybe a fun fact about Jasper. Why don't we go with a fun fact? Why, why don't we? Why don't we? We don't talk about this podcast outside of actually recording it. So this is really all off the cuff. This is, this is so natural. This is I love like, it. Mm, it just came to my mind. You know? It's not like a sure note that I just check. Out, out of nowhere. Awesome. <laughs> okay. So Jasper, actually, when he was uh, back in school, when he was in fourth grade, there was a talent show you know, in the community area. And then um, because he read all the books about fantasies and wizards in his in his life, in his free time, uh, he actually was a big fan of, of all the magicians and uh, the whole magic circle. You know about that? The magic circle, like, worldwide, mm-hmm. who just uh, is, a, is a community of magicians who work together and, you know, uh-huh. work on tricks and everything. Yeah. So he invited one of the, like, officials from the magic circle to kind of apply to get into the magic circle. Um, and he invited him into the audience, and then that guy saw like his performance on the talent show. And then after the show, the guy came to him and said, "It was so bad, Jasper. You will never be a real magician, and that's why his whole world broke together. And he wouldn't open a fantasy book for another two years." <laughs> now that is so on brand for Jasper that he failed at being a magician like before he ever knew he was a wizard <laughs> and now he is successful as ever yeah he always <laughs> now he, he nails it every time yeah very successful <laughs> at least you managed to create a leaf hey uh i'm sebastian kinder and i play eric miller a musician magician with the little problem that his family has seemingly completely forgotten who he is and he doesn't have any idea how that could be, how that happened, and hopes to find a few answers to that during his time at Neudrachenberg Castle. Which is something, by the way, I realized that you have not told the other shieldless yet. Uh, they don't know. I'm really excited for that moment, like when they find out. <laughs> we, we, we shall see. So far, uh, Mildred once mentioned that he kind of is a legacy. That's a bit strange that his parents didn't drop him, but the others didn't pick that up. 
That's good. <laughs> well, I did in my heart. I did in my heart. Well, Cecily, she heart. has her own problems. She has her. Own, she's like driven by other things. She's like whatever. <laughs> to be honest, I think that secret is going to be uh, safe with him alone for quite a long time. <laughs> yeah, well, he's lucky because Eric is the only one who seems to like <laughs> who to take notes of like the other members of the Shield list. Everybody else is far more concerned with uh, their own <laughs> issues. <laughs> I know Eric really tries to take care of the others. You you have to take care of other people so that they hopefully remember you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's he's trying his best. Why not a fun fact from my side as well? Eric once had a pet, a cockatiel mm. named Tilly. And he was so keen to teach her a song that needed to be something very, very simple. And he decided for Alle meine Entchen. Oh, that's such a like traditional German little like children's song. That's cute. exactly. <laughs> you gotta translate that for the English speaking audience at home. Alle meine Entchen, all my duckies. <laughs> I, I think it's is a good yes, good yeah, translation can you, for can that. You, can you sing it a bit for for the audience so that they know? Sing how it it. The English version or the original oh, German that one? That is totally up to you. You you make it probably super beautiful in any language. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but the song is it's it's very easy. It's alle meine Entchen schwimmen auf dem See, schwimmen auf dem See, Köpfchen in das Wasser, Schwänzchen in die Höhe. Yeah, ah. Eric, a small guy, but he's got those low notes. You know, that's what's. <laughs> Wait till the characters find that out. But but in the end, he's he's like super proud that he managed to teach his uh, cockatiel this one song, and the cockatiel like sang it all the time, all the time. Mm. It didn't matter when or where. As soon as Eric was somewhere and wanted to start playing with his violin to train that to get better, the bird would always start that with "Alle meine Entchen," <laughs> so he could play together with the bird. And for some unfortunate event, uh, maybe it was because the bird sometimes decided to sing this song in the middle of the night because Eric tends to stay up late sometimes to practice a bit and someone didn't get sleep. I don't know who, his father, his mother, his siblings, we shall never know that, decided to open a window oh, no. and play the song outside. Oh. And Tilly decided to fly outside oh, no. and Eric never saw her again. But from time to time, there is still some bird singing Alle meine Entchen in his neighborhood. Oh, no. Oh, oh and my you say that's a fun fact? That is so that's sad. It's <laughs> like stacks on stacks on stacks of abandonment issues for Eric. Oh, I'm so sorry. I can't stop the episode now. <laughs> but, 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 but the nice thing is the bird seemingly is still around. Yeah. Or he taught another bird because the song is still from time to time like dancing around in the neighborhood. So it's like, it's nice. I mean, I miss Tilly. Maybe she had little Tilly birds. I don't know. Maybe she find and found another bird. And they Who all knows, sing it but... now in the neighborhood. Aww. Yeah. And all the neighbors, they will never forget that. They <laughs> <know>. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Nadine Kuhn, and I'm going to play Sassley Mary Nature Spring, an arcane sciences mage. And she's a very ambitious little pixie elf that accidentally created herself wings by experimenting with magic. But yeah, well, 
unfortunately her wings don't work. I don't know if it's like a fun fact or just interesting, but um, Cecily never ate like typical human food. <laughs> so her mom, Rosemary, did not allow that. So pixie elves usually they eat um, what nature provides, um, which human. means like, um, um, oh my, oh my goodness, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't I, I don't know, know if that's in your trees? book, but you can you can really cross that out. <laughs> okay, um, let me just do it. <laughs> no, she um she just eats like leaves or berries or nuts or, or bread, something you can like make like and create out of like nature stuff. Um, but I'm pretty curious how she would react or feel eating like the typical or normal human food, like. I don't know what happens if she ever eats candy or sugar. We will see. We will know. But nice. yeah, that's that's uh, maybe interesting to have in your heads. Oh my god, I have nightmares of an hyperactive. Oh god, <laughs> I'm really afraid of the of the, of the episode coming after this one because now the magician master knows it. <laughs> And hi again, my name is Michael Moore, and my fun fact is about the podcast actually. If you uh, listen all the way through to the very, very end, uh, past past the credits and everything, um, we're going to have fun facts and explanations of our world building, game system, creatures, spells, and whatever else I want to talk about. <laughs> That's something uh, that we got from our Patreon. We have a poll there. And if you're a member of our Patreon, if you are a patron, you can actually tell me what you would like me to do at the end of the episode. Uh, and right can now... Can I tell you now? Yeah, you can tell me now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, right now, currently, fun facts about the world and the game system is the winning vote, so that's what we're going to do. Uh, and that's just a little wink and a nod for you guys who do really listen all the way through to the very end. We very much appreciate that. But for now... We need to face off <laughs> this curse that our heroes are about to enter. They're about to enter oh, no. the Jeopardy Jinx. Oh, yeah. And so without much further ado, let's begin the next episode of JK We're Rolling. All my duckies go. Last time on JK We're Rolling, the Shieldless had just cut Bumper the Rasselbock and been the first group to complete the Magical Creatures 101 assignment when an Alp attacked us. We fought him off bravely. Okay, maybe it was mostly Bumper, before Professor Peggy and the rest of the class caught up to us. We also found a mysterious rune around the neck of the creature, which we hid until we could show it to Mildred Mulberry. Once back in the Shieldless common room, Mildred told us it was a touchstone, but said she should keep it for safety. Still, we wanted to know more. And after a tip from a kindly bear shield, Lila Kleiner, we went off to the library. The librarians are living stone statues. And in order to get into the restricted section, we had to promise to bring one of them a special book, Secrets of Living Stone. Now we just have to get past the curse that guards the way and we are one step closer to uncovering the truth. I mean, that can't be hard, right? So you walk through the door into a pitch black room. You can't see anything. And suddenly, you hear applause, and a voiceover announcer says, Welcome to Jeopardy! Jeez! And you hear an audience from somewhere going, <laughs> and applause, and the voice continues, 
Today, Jeopardy Jinx features Sassley, Jasper, and Eric. What'll they win? The chance to research in the restricted area. And that's not all, folks. The character who gets the most points will get the chance to use an extra research check while in the restricted section. Whoa! Now that's what I call a spell of a good time. <laughs> As a group, they'll need 1,000 points to proceed. Now, let's begin. <laughs> Today's topic is the totally fictional wizard movies and book series Harry Potter. A fake and not real wizard. <laughs> Unlike all of you, you are real wizards, and he is a fake one that is not real. <laughs> With a popping sound, you know, this kind of a direct spotlight hits the three of you. And in front of you, 25 small blue squares flick on. Above them, words begin to appear in white, like categories above each row. Books, movies, characters, spells, and other. Uh, those are the categories. And there are five options for each category, numbers 100 to 500. So you need to get 1,000 points correct in order to move forward. Now let's begin! And the audience swells. Leslie's <laughs> <laughs> so, totally terrified. That's something she's never, ever <laughs> experienced. So I have a literal Harry Potter Jeopardy app. <laughs> okay. Our Jeopardy game today comes from JeopardyLabs.com. You guys have to get... That you know, there's 100 to 500, so you need to get a thousand points. So, obviously, usually the 100 point questions are easier and the 500 point questions are harder. You have to decide how you want to do it. I'll try to keep track, and the one of you who gets the most points will get an extra research check while you're in the restricted section. Okay, so let's start <laughs> with who answered? Who answered first? Sassley? Of course, of course, it's <laughs> <laughs> that takes the help. Okay, Sassley, you're up first. What category would you like? Books, movies, characters, spells, or other? Well, um, hi, I'm Sassley, and I, um, I, <laughs> I would like to choose movies for four hundred. Movies for four hundred. <laughs> Good luck, everyone. Good luck, Cecily. <laughs> okay. The question is, how many people played Dumbledore? Bonus, what were the actors' names? Oh. Um, you'll get it right if you just say how many actors played Dumbledore in the Harry Potter movies, but you'll get extra points if you know their names. Two actors played Dumbledore. Is that correct? That's correct. Two actors. Yay. They were played by Richard Harris and Michael Gambon. Oh. What did I win? That's 400 points for Sassley. Yes. Next up, let's talk to Jasper. Jasper. Oh. You can choose books, movies, characters, spells, or other. What category would you like and for how much? I think I can do this because, you know, back in my time when I was not a wizard, I read all of the books because I loved it. So I go for books. For 400. Get one. Books for 400. Your question is, what is the first chapter in the first book called? Chapter one, maybe? <laughs> in the first book? Chapter one of the first book. Well, I know the German term for sure. In German, it's called Der Junge, der überlebt. So if you translate this to English, maybe the boy who lived... Or the boy who survived? Ding, 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 ding. 
That's correct. It is chapter one, The Boy Who Lives. Yes. 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 400 yes. points for Jasper. With already 800 points, you are quickly heading towards your goal and the grand prize of entering the restricted area. All right. Eric, you got this. You got this. Eric Miller, let us know. What category would you like, and for how much? <laughs> oh god, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot with that. Ah, It's okay, you have enough constitution. Characters for 200. Characters for 200. <laughs> Name three characters and their spouses. Their spouses. Um, okay. James and Lily Potter. Mmm. Ah, oh, the names of the Weasleys. What are they? Ah. Uh, I love the moment when you, you know, the Weasleys, yeah, sure, but what, what are <laughs> Mr. their names? Mr. and Mrs. Weasley. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Weasley, Duh. point done. <laughs> um, wait a moment. Wait a moment. <laughs> Tonks and Lupin, they were married, right? Lupin? Yeah, Tonks and Lupin. Oh, yeah. Tonks and Lupin is absolutely correct. We need one more. You have 30 seconds. I need one more? Yeah, it had to be three characters and their spouses. That, uh, the names of the Weasleys. What are their names? What are they? Ah! Uh, Molly Weasley? Yeah. And... Oh, 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 frick. I don't... Ah! The stress! My head! Ding, 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 Oh, I'm so sorry, you're out of time. When someone gets something wrong, they have to spin the wheel of conditions! Yeah! Roll a d20 to find out what condition you get. I roll. That's a six. Six. A ray blasts down from like directly above you, and it goes, Oh no, you've been glammed. You're locked out of your IPs, and you're highly suggestible to anyone who talks to you. <laughs> Better luck next time. Okay, and it's Sassley's turn again. Hello, it's me, Sassley, again. Um, and I would like to um, have spells. 200. Spells for 200. What spell makes the end of a wand tip light up? Lumos. That's correct, Lumos. That's 1,000 <laughs> points. And since Sassley got the most points, she gets to do an extra research check while in the restricted section. Yay. Thanks for playing Jeopardy Jinx. And please enter. And you see on the far side, uh, the screens all disappear. A bright, like, rectangular light in the shape of a door appears. That was fun, guys, huh? Eric? Eric is staring ahead of him, <laughs> like, completely has no idea what's going on. He is so out of it. I, I'm not really there. He's just smiling. <laughs> I'm fine. I like him. I like him like that. Very pleasant. <laughs> Jesper loved it. Jesper was like so sad that it's already over. It was a good game, huh? I think we should play that more often. Maybe you should come on more often here. Yeah, can we go there again? <laughs> Who again has the has the spell that could help Eric right now? Me. Oh, you're yourself? <laughs> yeah. That is unfortunate. Yep. He's the one who has that spell. 
The main problem is I can't even cast the spell on myself. I see. I just can't cast it on someone else. Yeah. I can make you happy. I can do overjoyed for it. <laughs> that you're even more happy. Okay, guys, maybe we just move on now. You see the door around there? Okay. I'm already going. Yeah. Why do you need so long? Oh, oh wait, hey, Eric, wait. Hey, wait. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Eric actually leads the way because you suggested to do that, and he's very suggestible. So he is the first one through the uh, doorway, the little portal to the restricted area. The three of you enter the room, and the first thing you immediately feel is that there is magical power thrumming around you. You feel that this room is, you know, the walls are just caked in magic, you know, to seal off any anything potentially powerful and destructive that might get out. Inside the room itself, you feel an oppressive force, and it's likely that some of these books emanate shadow magic themselves. The room is very wide. There's many tall, thick bookcases, they're sideways to you, so they are not long ways. They create rows you can see to the back of the room. Off to the right side is a small alcove, like all the way over to the right. And there's a small window there with four ravens sitting on perches uh, on either side of the window. The thing that you see first and foremost to your left is a large chalkboard on the wall. And there's a long chest-height table coming off from the wall in front of it. On the table are five classic library reading lamps, and they're equally spaced on the table. So, you know, these kinds of lamps that they come up and then they shine a light downwards directly so you can read whatever you're looking mm -hmm. at. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So basically on the wall next to you, like you enter and there's a wall directly to your left with a chalkboard on it. And then a little in front of that is a place where you can clearly read whatever books you grab. The ravens on the perches to your right I'll look at you as you enter, and they call in very clearly understood words to you. And one raven says each word. They say, Wand on the board! Write your request, please! Guys, what should we do? Those words were, Wand on the board, write your request, please. Do we know anything? Do we know a title? Do we know a section? Let me think for a second. All right. Maybe we can draw the rune on the chalkboard. So, by the way, just so you know how it's going to work time-wise, because you don't have infinite amount of time in the library, everybody has time to write one thing on the board and do a research role for whatever book is, or you know, whatever is brought to you. So everybody has time to write something and make one research role. Because Sassley got the most points in Jeopardy Jinx, she gets to make two research roles, which could be in the same book or in two different books. But how much information you get is based on how high you roll for research. So you, you might want to do more than one role in the same book. So the more specific the thing you're researching, the easier the research role. So if it's something very specific, then, you know, probably the the magic is going to know what exactly it is you're looking for. But if you're writing a kind of vague general area of knowledge, it will be more difficult to get what you want. Guys, I think we should draw the rune that we found, you know? Oh, that sounds like an absolutely perfect idea, in my opinion. Thank you, Eric. I like you like that. Yeah, well, thank you. Shall I, shall I draw it? Well, well, I don't mind if you do it. Sure, go ahead. 
Cecily uh, walks towards um, the little chalk wall, and then she starts uh, drawing that symbol that was on the little collar. Great. So you draw the rune from the yes. from the collar on the chalkboard. Mm -hmm. Okay. So as soon as you finish drawing the rune on the chalkboard, you hear movement coming from the bookshelves, and books start to magically come out and rearrange themselves from the bookshelves. And this is basically, this is their reference system they, that they use to keep track of what's in the restricted area. Um, so whatever you write, it cross-references it between all the books and finds the most likely helpful book. Oh. So a book starts to slide out from a bookshelf far, far in the back of the room, and it floats towards the reading table, and it lands, and it magically flips open to a page. The book you saw that on the cover as it floated towards you is called Shadow Colts and Runes, Tale as Old as Time. Oh. <laughs> it's very sweet. <laughs> it's a really sweet book. <laughs> Guys, come on. Let's, let's go and read something. Let's figure something out. I'm positive. Eric, come on. Yeah, sure. So this is a very specific thing that you looked up. It's not going to take you much of a role to <laughs> to to find it but it will require a small research role so roll a 20-sided dice for research seven minus, minus one, one. <laughs> yeah that's actually fine oh yeah oh that's like great. literally unless you like accidentally knocked the book back <laughs> uh you were gonna succeed <laughs> so great so you do succeed that role you walk up and you kind of scan, you know, it's a big book with lots of information, but you are able to find where the rune is in the chapter that you're looking at. And underneath the rune, there's a description. Guys, here it is. The description says, This rune belonged to an archaic cult said to have vanished long ago. The Einheitserin believed in a unified magical world. They believed that the separation of material and shadow realm was unnatural and should be merged. Their symbol was a long rectangle atop a triangle atop a circle. The rectangle signifies the material realm. The triangle is meant to convey the idea of changing, merging, or motion towards something, and the circle is symbolic of the shadow realm itself. So this symbol is a symbol for the merging of the material and the shadow realm. The Einheitserin were disbanded hundreds of years ago and since have remained unseen. Wow. So that means, remember, remember Mildred said something about this didn't happen for years. I think when, when Flip disappeared, right? Mm-hmm. So these might be the same people. You mean like there are people who, who are part of a cult? I mean, that's, that's what's written. That's what's written. I mean... I mean, it would also explain why all kind of Shadow Realm creatures appear all around when they're here to unify. Exactly. Ha! We got it. What are we going to do now? What do you think, guys? Do you think there's any kind of book about the history of Neudrachenberg, about things that happened here before? You mean uh, some kind of registry about certain incidents? At least that's something I, I would put in a restricted area. Yes, exactly. I will remind you guys that there are actually three sections of the library. The general section, records and histories, 
and the restricted area. Oh, so maybe we can find it in records and history. There's a separate records and history <laughs> section. Oh, we didn't even have to go here. What a waste of time. <laughs> I, I just wanted to remind that we have to look for one book for Ender. Sure. So one of us should do that as well. Sure, of course we do that. All right. Yeah, we should do that right now because I think, you know, a pixie elf is always loyal and we keep our promises no matter what. And if we don't get it on the first try, we can use your and mine attempt as well to get the book. Well, that sounds like I'm going to do it, right? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to see if I can find it. You got it, as Eric. A... <laughs> I hope so. Well, that's my elf. Thank you for your support. It's really appreciated. So. We're a good team. Yeah, we are. So, uh, walking up to the board, I remember the title of the book being something like Secret of the Living Stone. Right, mm -hmm. Secrets of Living Stone was the name of the Secrets book. Secrets of Living Stone, so I'm going to write that on the board. So you write Secrets of Living Stone on the board. It's not as specific as the rune, but because it's not like one symbol, but it's the title of a book. So this is also not going to require a, a hefty research thing. Again, you hear shuffling in the bookshelves and a book starts to float towards you, and you can see it's Secrets of Living Stone by Grimble Agrathop, and it floats to you and lands on another section of the table underneath a different lamp. I'll see if that's, like, the exact book that we need, like, short. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay, so you just want to, like, generally make sure that this is the right book. Yeah, that, that's the book that he wants to have. Okay, great. Yeah, so real research? Yeah, sure. What shall go wrong with minus one bookishness? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Even if it goes wrong, I feel wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a 19. Okay, well, wow. you, you look at it and not only do you know it's the right book, you actually learn a little bit about what's in there too. All right. It's a book with uh, a lot of technical jargon. It's a little above your level magically. Yeah, it's sure. about increasing and decreasing the movement ability of Enchanted Living Stone. Mm -hmm. It doesn't teach you how to make Living Stone, only how to manipulate already Enchanted Stone. And it's very much like a textbook, basically, on, on this very specific art. He, he looks at the book, like flips it open, reads a little bit through it. Mm -hmm. I think that's exactly the book that Ender wanted to have. Great. And do you think do you think that we can give it to him? Or do you feel like there's some dark, dark magic going on when we give it to him? So far from all that I'm reading through, it's just like enhancing the ability of movement of already enchanted stone. Eric, did you pick up the book? Like, do you have it in your hands picked up or is it still on the table? In the moment, it's still on the table. Hey, Eric, I feel like you should pick it up. <laughs> you think? After we do the other things. <laughs> just, just making sure, making sure that you have it. All right, you know, you know what? I will, I will stand here. I will hold the book here in my hands on the table. And as soon as we leave, as Jasper suggested, I try to pick it up. That is a good plan. That is a good plan. All right, good, doing that. But thank, thank goodness that I did some notes in the book. Because you know my book? <laughs> yeah, I have some, some free pages, so I, I made a lot of notes. When we talked earlier to Mildred, she told us that the necklace we found is a touchstone. Should I write it on the board? Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. So you're just going to write touchstone on the board? Yes, but in a very hold fancy... Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Hold on. Come closer, guys. Oh, gosh. Yes. 
What if we try to figure out how to get the counterpart of this? You know what I mean? Because Mildred said something about these things can just be activated if there's a second thing active in the area. Maybe we go for like a puzzle? So we go for a touchstone puzzle? You, you want to do a puzzle? I don't get you. Jasper, I don't get you. We need to figure out this mystery. No, but it is a puzzle. Because you have to solve it. You have to put things together. So? We should go for a touchstone puzzle. <laughs> Eric, help me out. You know, he is kind of right. The whole thing seems like you, you know, know I'm kind of right. Together, you see? <laughs> I love that Eric will just agree to anything. Yeah, he's okay, right. Guys. So how would you write that on the board? I show you how I do it like this. Okay, so Jasper writes touchstone puzzle on the board. And it's not that specific. You hear maybe like... And six books start to fly towards you. And they land ging, 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 ging on another portion of the reading table. You will have to make a relatively high roll to find anything that you're looking for. You're going to have to flip through very quickly. It's no problem because... I feel like Jasper is now in his element because it's books. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Okay, give me a research roll, Jasper. <laughs> it should be fine. They're just six books and we have 30 minutes. <laughs> it's going to be easy be peasy. Fine. Failures or chances, remember. You're going to be so tall. It's a total of 15. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that is good. Okay, so... So you're flipping through. He's like, you know, now you're really seeing Jasper in his element. You know, he's at home here. Books are his world. And he's down. And he gets to the fourth book. He's speed reading. Here's something that might be useful, he realizes. Oh, guys, here I found something. Yay. What is it? What is it? Okay. And what you find is just a little passage because, you know, there's not that much information about touchstones. It's, an, it's a very rare kind of magic. But what you read is that if you have a touchstone in your hand and it's near another touchstone that's linked to the same frequency of magic as it, it will start to vibrate in your hand. It will vibrate harder the closer it gets to the other touchstone. So you can actually use one touchstone to find others that are on the same magical frequency. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's going to be a long night, us walking through the castle <laughs> with the touchstone in the hand. If we still had the touchstone. Oh, right. You're ba right. Oh, but we, know, <laughs> but we know who has it. Okay. Okay. Good job, Jasper. Really well job. done. Thank you. Do you want to write that down in your book? I feel like that is a useful information. <laughs> oh, I'm already doing it. Okay, so Sassley, you have one more research role left to you. Wow, guys, we were really successful, huh? <laughs> so far, I would good. say yes. We, we got everything so far. I guess we should just, you know, go back and figure out how to get that other touchstone. And, um, you know, maybe you, you want to go already slowly into the direction. You know, I just look around for a second longer and then I'm coming with you. Yeah, sure. Sounds like a plan. Eric immediately just turns around and looks at the wall on the other side. He's like immediately looking in the opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, Eric. Yeah. I follow up in a bit. Cecily, hmm? do you think we succeeded? Yeah, we did. We are great. We're all great. We're going to figure this out. Would, would, would you say we are a good 
team? We are an amazing team, guys. We're amazing team. <laughs> oh, oh, I think you should follow Eric. I don't know where he goes. You know, he still has that spell going on. I have to go to Eric. I mean, he's my teammate. Eric! Eric! Eric, come back over here. She sees that you guys slowly leave, and she just runs back to the um, little board, and she remembers that she has this extra research possibility. Mm -hmm. She writes, Hey, library. How can I make my wings fly? Okay, you're right. Hey, library, how can I make my wings fly? Okay. Could it, we could have been a little more specific. <laughs> so the library is like cross-referencing everything that it has in it about making things fly magically and having wings. But a few things are going to float to the top because they have both subjects in them. Here's what happens. You hear boom, 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 boom. You've got 10 books floating towards you, but there are three on the top that are the most likely. And you see, as they float over, that one has a title that you recognize. It says on it, Elfenreich in Ancient Times. <gasps> and it looks just <laughs> like the book that your grandfather August gave you. <gasps> this looks just like the book. That my grandpa August gave me. But there's one difference. <laughs> Underneath it, it says restricted edition. It's the restricted edition. That sounds promising. It is the third book down, so it's not the most like relevant, but you can see that this one is about ancient elves. So you can choose to either have a higher difficulty role to research through all the books as best as possible, or you can pick maybe this one book and it'll be less hard to find maybe something helpful. Okay, then I do that. I think um, Cecily will, because she feels so drawn to that book, because this book is the reason why she has those wings. I mean, she created, I don't know if she ever told you guys, but she had the spell that she had to read out loud a few times to make these wings happen. And the the spell was called Expecting Vingulus Pixiania Importante Magiculu. <laughs> she did it so often, um, but she did it kind of wrong. So she thinks maybe this is the book to, yeah, to deal with this, with this problem. Okay. And I want to roll for this book, yeah. Okay, yeah, roll, roll a research roll. It's a beautiful book, by the way. It's got a red bounding with gold illustrations on it. Really? My grandpa's was green, but it's the restricted area. So it's, it's the restricted edition. <laughs> yeah, it's just special. <laughs> 11. 11. Yeah, 11's going to do it. Uh, so you, you're flipping through, you're finding it. You see pictures of ancient elves. They're beautiful. They're a little taller than pixie elves. Oh, they're beautiful. <laughs> and of course, they have big, gorgeous wings. And there's not a lot of information on this page, but underneath the picture, you have the time to read one kind of it's like a poem it's a small little epithet that you read and it says elves were once winged and sisters were once fair the night that caused this sorrowful loss is now called perta's tear it could be tear because it's spelled t-a-r so it's either perta's tear or perta's tear but because of the rhyme scheme you're pretty sure it's tear okay that was really helpful so I cannot do anything else. I cannot. That's it. That's anything. that's mm -hmm. the information. There's nothing else in this book about like the you know there's, there's stuff that you've already seen, 
you know, there's like you recognize everything in the book from before, but there's there's this is a little piece of new information. You read this book backwards and forwards so many times you already know it. Mm-hmm. But in this edition, there's this little bit of information about something called Perkta's Tear. Okay. And so Cecily turns around and she grabs the book um for Ende. Okay, as soon as she picks up the book, the ravens start to caw and they say one word at a time. Uh-oh. <laughs> Read but don't take. And they're all looking at you. All right, all right. I didn't want to take. I didn't want to I wanted to take a closer look. Here's the thing. As soon <laughs> as soon as Eric hears this, he goes to you. He is magically bound to go to you, take the book and put it back down on the table. Eric why did you do that? We need we need to give that to Ender, we promised. Well, you heard them. We aren't allowed to take the book out. Jasper? Eric, 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 why did you go back? We wanted to wait here for Cecily. Why? Hmm? We have to get the book for Ender. Well, they said we can take the book out. So, in my opinion, the book has to stay here, on the table. Well, then, that's, I mean, haha, that's a wonderful opinion. But I think, in my opinion, we promised it to Ender. Hold on, hold on. You know what, Eric? You're right. I will go to the Ravens and I'm going to talk to them because you're right. We should not do that if they don't want it. I go, I clarify that. And Cecily walks over to the Ravens and she, she pretends to talk and she turns over her shoulder and she's like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're really talking here and it sounds good. I think we are fine. We are fine. And um, she wants to convince Eric that they're fine to do this now. <laughs> and um, she turns around and she says, so here's the deal. They have to say that. They said that's, that's what they have to do. But when we hear those words, we just have to grab it and run real fast. Okay. Um, so you can spend IP if you want to try to convince Eric of this. <laughs> <laughs> How many influence points would you like to spend? One. Okay. You spend one influence point, and as soon as you pick up the book again to try to get it out, the ravens say, read, but don't take again. And the ravens (laughs) (laughs) basically have infinite influence points. (laughs) And Eric takes the book from your hands and slams it back down on the desk again. They said this book has to stay here. We can read it, but it won't leave this place. You're such a pain hmm? right now. That's what I can tell you. Eric, hi. Hi. So, yeah, what did you say? We should not take it. Yeah, exactly. This book shall stay here. Yeah, because because I think the ravens told you, because they, they say, you know, read, but, but not take, right? Yeah. I think, I don't know what you think, but if you take it anyway, I think that these ravens wouldn't forget that. <laughs> I mean, think about it. I mean, think about being the first one taking the book instead of not being allowed to. Okay. uh, And I want to use IP. (laughs) Yeah. How many influence points would you like to spend? (laughs) I think I go for... Hold on, Lucas. They have infinite (laughs) influence points, right? So you don't have infinite if you shouldn't do that, Lucas. (laughs) But that has to be a weak point. (laughs) I want to inspire him. I mean, just, you know, from player to player. We just (laughs) want to keep some... From player to player, you have to knock me out to get the book away from here. Well, we can do that (laughs) afterwards. (laughs) Mr. Magician Master, I would like to use 
three out of eight IPs. Okay, so you've spent between the two of you, you've spent four IPs on Eric because you've suggested this to him with, with pretty strongly. He's going to do that. He's going to say that's a pretty good idea, and he wants to take it now. You you know you know what, Jasper? Yeah, exactly. I'm sure that won't be forgotten if I do this. So he picks it up. Wait, and wait, as, wait, 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 wait. As soon wait. as he picks it up, the ravens say, read, but don't take. And he slams it back down on the desk. You know, on the other hand, they have a pretty good point. <laughs> very compelling. They're very um, compelling. They're compelling. Okay, okay. I have a plan. I just go to the Ravens and I cast over Joyden Freuden. On the Ravens. On the Ravens. <laughs> okay. Which which Raven? Each one says one word. Read, but don't take. Which word do you want to? Don't. Okay. So try to cast over Joyden Freuden on. Let's let's just call this Raven. Don't. <laughs> okay. Eight. Uh, hold on. Plus two, and I have to cast an eight. Excellent. So, so you rolled it. So you have 10. Okay. You are successful. And the bird is like, don't, <laughs> don't, don't. And then it starts to dance right there in place. Right there in place. Yeah, it's doing right. a little, little right. bird shuffle. And it's winging. It starts to fly around the room. And it's really happy. Yes. Ka! Ka! And it's flying around the bird. room. That is a good bird. Jasper, you grab Eric and the book. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric, Eric. Mm. You know what? You, you had this feeling about what, what you might don't want to do, but maybe just to, to be sure, hmm? maybe we try it again. Maybe maybe yeah. they've been wrong the first two times. Ding, 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 you think so? Ding, ding, yeah, I mean, I mean, in German you say, aller guten Dinge sind drei. So let's that go is, for the third attempt. That is a brilliant idea. You should do that very fast. Eric wants to take it. Eric, you just take it. Eric, take it. Eric, Eric, Eric. You have to use influence points again. I got it, Cecily. I got it. Thank you. Mr. Magician Master. Yes. Jasper would like would like to use one of his five left influence points now that you've used a total of five influence points on eric he is compelled to take the book again oh you know you know what jasper sure let's give it another try you run you run you run you run and you run in and you pick it up and the birds go read but Take and the other ravens are super confused. All right, thank you. <laughs> They're using infinite influence points to basically say to Eric, "Read, but take. Read, but take." <laughs> oh, you hear that? Yeah. You, you know, you know. This causes him to. Okay, he flips the book open, starts to read while he walks outside. Read, but All right, take. guys, that's read, great. Let's take. let's leave. And wh while Cecily runs after the other guys, she grabs the Elfenreich in ancient time and runs after the others. Mm, Cecily, make a make a spryness roll. Yeah, give you that that information no. for free. <laughs> <laughs> it is a um, it is a four. <laughs> 
I might lose it on my way. <laughs> okay. So yeah, the problem is that Gutsa is coming and you guys know that you need to leave soon because you've been keeping track of the time and uh, and it's time to go. So you're just trying to grab it while these birds are like cawing and it's loud and you're probably drawing attention to yourself. You're a little nervous oh, no, and no. she tries to grab for the book, but it fumbles <laughs> and it slips out of her fingers and lands oh, on no. the other side of the table. Oh no. But she knows she's out of time because you can hear sounds outside. It sounds like like voices maybe, and you are you know it's time to go. All right, and Cecily runs right after the guys. She, she turns around. She's like, I almost got it. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. So the three of you all exit the door. The voice was Enda trying to like say through the door, like not too loud, but loud enough to be heard. Get out now, get out now, get out now, get out now, get out now. <laughs> I'm sorry, he has a British accent. He says, get out now, get out now, get out now, get out now, get out now. <laughs> so you guys come out and you have the book in hand. He says to you, oh, 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 you're here, you're here, good. Guta is about to come on his rounds and it's good that you come out. Actually, it's better if you're not here at all when he comes by, but do you, do you have it? Do you have Secrets of Living Stone? That's the moment when Eric just like looks up from the book, closes it, hands it to him straight away without hesitation <laughs> and he takes it and he looks at it and his eyes i mean they light they light up <laughs> his, eyes, his eyes stone up <laughs> but he looks really happy he's like oh my goodness you don't know what what good this will do for me thank you thank you thank you you you've really done a good thing today but quick you must be off now hurriedly next time Please come with a restricted area permit. All right, will do. Thank you. <laughs> See you. Thank you. So do you remember? I think we should look up what happened those years ago. You know, here in the school. There must be a record of that. Something like that so that we can figure out what the, the main plot here is. Uh, maybe something like, um, I don't know, yearbook, potentially. A yearbook? Okay, okay, that sounds convincing. What about you, Jasper? Any ideas? Well, if that wouldn't work, we can try catastrophe books. <laughs> okay, we go for the yearbook. Okay, okay. <laughs> so you guys walk back towards the front of the library, towards the middle of the library, because the restricted area is in the back left hand, and the records and history is in the back right hand, and you have to, there's a wall in the middle, so you have to walk back to the middle of the library. When you go there... A man is standing in the middle of the library where Gutsa was before. Gutsa's clearly on his rounds, checking out the library, but there's a guy there. He is, in a word, pretty cool looking. He uh, is like a young guy. He's clearly a professor. He's makes look like maybe he's a bit of a bad boy. He's got curly dark hair. It's not quite shoulder length, but it's kind of black. It looks very 90s. He's not, but he should be wearing a leather jacket. <laughs> and uh, he has piercing blue eyes and a very square jaw. He's pretty tall. He looks at you guys and he says, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, you guys, uh, come over here for a second. Come over here for a second. Sorry, I just need to say to you, yeah, sure. um, all students are being asked to go to their rooms and remain there for the rest of the day because of the attack. It is now nighttime. And uh, we're going to have to ask you to do that. Okay, guys? Okay? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like the moment like, okay, got that, and he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Eric is trying to leave already. <laughs> As you uh, look around, you notice there are no other students in the library right now. Everybody else. You guys were in the restricted section, so you didn't get the memo yet, but everybody else has already been sent to their rooms. 
Hey, sir, what's your name? Hey, I am Georg Arkanal. Um, I'm the first year transformation movement and attack teacher. I also teach dueling class, so you're actually going to have me in one of your classes soon. By the way, you guys, I just want to say, if you need to talk about anything, you know, I'm available. All this stuff is, you know, a lot to handle for a student. And, you know, you're my students, but you're also people. And we all have to deal with this crazy thing called life. So, uh, you know, I just want to offer that helping hand. But, but for now, we're going to have to ask you to head back to your, to your rooms. And he smiles. He's very charming. You, you don't really look like a teacher. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm actually the newest member of the faculty. Well, anyways, there's going to be food in your rooms when you get there. They're going to bring that to you so that you don't miss dinner. But we really have to ask you guys. It's being asked of all students to head to your rooms. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night. Sir. Sir. Yes. Some of your students of the Wolf Shield, they were quite mean. Oh, please, Jasper. Let's go. Good no, night. Good night, you guys. So you guys are off. Um, you can see Eric, like, I don't know. He's like <laughs> meters and meters down the hallway. Cecily, do you think that he's like a bit nervous because of Leela? Oh, the teacher? <laughs> no, Leela Kleiner, the student he talked to. Oh, you mean Eric? Yes. I really don't care, but I think we should go down and talk about the next steps. Like how to help Eric and Leela or? Yes, that, that is, the, that's, yes. Because we have to do it because <laughs> you said that now we are a team, so we should help him. Let's head down. <laughs> okay, so, so you guys run to catch up with Eric and maybe you, you kind of slow him down a little bit. And um, Cecily wants to walk like right into the, in, into the bedrooms, into the servant quarters. Okay, yeah, you do that. You go and you are home and you are in the servant's quarters. Uh, for the rest of the night, you there's food in there. You can eat. Guys, I'm not hungry and I'm not tired, but I really feel like we should have that little necklace. We should have the collar with the rune on it to figure out where the matching part is. What do you guys think? Honestly, just 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 whatever you two decide. I'm up to it. I like that new Eric. I like I like you. You're so positive. I will never forget you. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Okay, okay, that is enough. That makes me uncomfortable. So what are you guys going to uh, do now? <laughs> I'm still thinking about the fact that Mildred took the collar super fast. We said we found it. She just took it and mm -hmm. she said she's gonna, going to take care of it super fast. So I just That I just seemed wonder, kind of fishy. Mm, she did it very like, all oh, right, she grabbed it and that was it. So I wonder if we should just try to investigate Mildred's room. So what's your plan? She has a room. You know that Mildred has a room pretty close to yours. The hallway wraps around and goes to the kitchen, but on the way to the kitchens uh, is her room. We've never been to her room before, right? Mm -mm. It's also nighttime. She might be there. I mean, she might be in her room. Guys, do you remember? That, who was it? Was it Brock Carter who said that the Alps were on its way straight to the servant quarters? I mean, we're not the only people having rooms here, right? Uh, he, he mentioned that they were on the way to this point and all the other students around him just said the same. I exactly. don't think it was Brock exactly who saw it, but his two friends that are with him the whole time. But he is sure that one of them saw that the elf actually ran to our quarters. But we're not the only people who sleep here. Yeah. 
I mean, Meldo has a room here, but I don't think Meldo's up to anything bad. I mean, it couldn't harm to maybe check out her room. What do you guys think? I think it's not a crime to try to get more answers from Mildred, because I think she could know something more. Exactly. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to knock on the door and ask if she can help us with Eric's condition. With my condition? <laughs> you're, you're beautiful the way you are. Yeah, the whole don't thing worry, that you are kind of in love with Leela. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, my. Don't make it worse. Am I? That is not what we meant. No. In this moment, perfect. Eric kind of feels like he's in love with Leela now because it was suggested to him. <laughs> oh, I hate you. Thank you. <laughs> I thought you said, I hate Leela. I was like, that is the opposite of what we just wrong. He's not playing it very well. Are you sure you're an actor? I don't think he's a professional actor. <laughs> hey, Eric? Hmm? So, here's the idea. All right. Don't you feel like you need to talk to someone about, oh, why not, Leela? You know, now that you mention, yeah, kind of do. Because it's so important to have someone, let's say, like maybe Mildred, to ask about Bluff. I think she's the perfect per person. The perfect person. I love it because Mildred is so not the perfect person. But <laughs> I think Mildred is the perfect person to ask about love. You think Mildred? Yeah. Eric? No, not, you're not in love with Mildred. Just don't get me wrong <laughs> on this one here. So, Leela is a perfect person. She's beautiful. She's wonderful, warm-hearted, and very open for you for everything you say and do and whatever this all might be. I don't know, but you guys, you make a good couple, you know? But I think you should talk to someone about that. Mildred is the right person. <laughs> While, while Cecily's talking to him, Jasper is looking up something in his book, like in the, in the L section for love, maybe. God. And then he finds a phrase. And, and oh, God. Eric, Eric, hmm? you know what they say? Don't listen to your brain. Listen to your heart. Who says that? Okay, listen to your heart. You're kind of right. Listen you, to you, your no. heart. Yeah, I, 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 wait. I, you're right. I should listen to my heart in that matter. Yes. You know what, Eric? We're friends. We have your back. We, we walk you to Mildred's door. Come on, my friend. Come on. And you, Cecily you, walks towards Eric oh, and she pushes uh, him uh, to I the door. I just wanted to get something that out of my room. Jasper, are you following? I can close the door. Okay, okay. And we walk towards... Okay, just so that I, me, Michael Moore, the dungeon master, would like to know what exactly is your plan. Actually, so, I would like to know as Nadine well. Nadine and Lucas, what is okay. the plan so that I can Yeah, please, what is your plan? Enlighten. Enlighten him and don't, don't enlighten me. I'm out of this. I'm just a puppet in the moment. Okay, the plan is that Eric is going to distract Mildred by getting her out of her room to talk about love. Okay. And that Jasper and Cecily can walk into the room and investigate and maybe even find the necklace. Okay, okay. As you say, for this complexity of what you want Eric to do as a brainwashed minion of yours, you might want to spend some IP when you explain it to him. But that's why I don't... Sassy is not going... Everyone is laughing. This is a brilliant plan, guys. Trust me. <laughs> so Every I don't time want you Eric... have a plan like this, I'm like, the invisibility potion. <laughs> they the could thing. just use the invisibility no, potion. I... I need, a, I need a key, but Cecily's always out of constitution. You're like, but what if I need to use it? And I'm like, you need so he, to use it. Okay. So okay, here's the ahead. thing. 
Cecily and um, and Jasper, they're not going to tell Eric exactly what they do because Eric is so easy to spill the tea in front of Mildred. So he just needs to know what he needs to know. He just needs right. to talk to Mildred about love. And that's what we're going to do. And the rest is up to us. Okay. Uh, so Cecily <laughs> pushes Eric towards Mildred's door. Come on, Eric, you got this. Don't be shy, Jasper. Come on. Yeah, Jasper is going like okay. in, in, in the end of the of the three and just looking around like if someone's coming or not. <laughs> Super guilty. Just the guiltiest looking person. Eric, yes. look at me. Look me right into the I, eyes. I do. That is wonderful. You got this. And you talk to Mildred about everything that bothers you about love or how ask her about how you can make a woman fall in love with you. All that stuff that humans do all the time. You do that. And then when she agrees to talk to you about that, you bring her into your room because you want it to be a secret and very, very silent so that the room is free. Okay? Okay. I'm slightly confused from a few things you said, but it's fine. Love is confusing. That's good. That's all you need. So, Eric, as soon as we are around the corner, you knock on the door. And where do you want to bring Mildred? Into my room. Because of what? Because I want to talk with her about love. That is so beautiful. Okay, we got this. Jasper, come on, let's hide. Okay. Did you spend? Did you give Eric an IP to make sure he would do that? I give him my. I give him an IP. You know, <laughs> we're friends. I just because <laughs> yeah, yeah. he has to do what you do if you give an IP. Yeah, yeah. But if not, then the cur- like the glammed condition. Mm-hmm can do whatever it does to him <laughs> I, I give him i give him an ip okay okay all right eric you're on <laughs> you're so gonna pay for that <laughs> <laughs> okay so you knock on the door and you hear some uh some shuffling inside and mildred appears at the door she does not have her hair in the customary bun it is in curlers little pink curlers (laughs) she has little cream under under the bags of the eyes you know she's (laughs) taking care of herself having a little wellness time herself she cares so much about herself it was a very hectic first day you know she really had a lot to take care of it on top of you know getting you guys in the morning and making sure you guys were all right and you know she's investigating on her own who knows what she's doing she's in like a, a kimono just like a black kimono and she says, what? <laughs> uh, Eric just looks up to her. Oh, ah, good, good evening, uh, Miss Mulberry. Um, I, I wonder if there, it, it kind of, I have a problem. Is this something that can wait till the morning? I mean, what's, what, tell me about it, uh, Errol, what's happening? Sorry, Eric. <laughs> you- <laughs> You know that's it's it's kind of embarrassing to talk about it like here and I I think I would feel more comfortable to talk about it like back in my room. Got this, Eric. She looks inside of her room and she says, "Ah, uh, okay. Um, all right, all right. Uh, hold on." And she she like grabs an extra kind of like long cloak from the, you know, a peg near the door, puts it on, and she says, 
All right, Eric, let's let's go. I know it's been a long day and you probably have a lot on your mind. She closes the door and she says, uh, okay, just for a few minutes, okay, all right? And yeah. she kind of looks around to see there's nobody else in the hallway, it looks like to her. And uh, she starts to move you off towards the servants' quarters. And she says, so what's on your mind? And the two of you disappear into the hallway. And now we are with Sassley and Jasper. Right, that worked. Sassley? Yeah. You are a genius. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay, we have to hurry. Come on. Okay, okay, okay. I think we should, we go right through the door, right? Okay, yeah. You guys are very lucky because uh, normally she would lock her door with some magic, but since she's only going a few steps down the hallway and there's no one about, she feels pretty secure in this moment and she was taken by surprise, so she did not magically lock her door. You guys enter Mildred Mulberry's room. <laughs> and what you see, you cannot believe. But you'll have to find out what it is next time on JK We oh, Rolling. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I can't. laughs> JK We Rolling. It's magic out of control. Start running. It's coming. Our magician master is Michael Moore. Jasper is Lucas Fisher. Eric is Sebastian Kinder. Sassley is Nadine Kuhn. Our theme song and that fabulous game show music were by Aaron Richards. Additional background music by Ethan Anderson. Our podcast art is by Pascal Genet. Thank you so much for listening to these credits. And for those of you who have shared us with a friend, family member, colleague, or distant relatives, roommate, thank you. If you haven't talked about this yet with anyone, it helps us so much to spread the word. You will have our endless gratitude as humans and elves. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash jkwerolling. There's plenty of goodies there already, and we've got plenty more on the way. For those brave souls who venture to our Patreon, not only will you see some great art by our master artisan, Pascal Genie, we also will be adding a free public bonus scene, which we had to cut from this episode for technical reasons. I'll be recovering the audio and putting it there for anyone who visits our page to hear. It happens right after the Shieldless leave the library and features an extra surprise bump in with everyone's favorite jazz era ghost, John Poltrain, and a heated encounter with Brock Carter and the crew from Wolfshield. You don't want to miss that. You'll find it all on Patreon in the coming week. Where can you find out when all these goodies hit the metaphorical shelves? Well, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So head on over and give us a look. Speaking of Instagram, we do weekly shoutouts to other podcasts every Friday on our page. You can find all the past shoutouts in our story highlights. I'm recording this outro a bit early this week, so we won't do our usual Patreon and review shoutouts. Instead, I thought we'd mention the podcasts we've featured so far. Hey, uh, Jasper, you want to help me with these shoutouts? What? You want me to help you? Yeah, totally. Come on over here. Oh, that's great. But how loud do you need it to be? J just normal. Just we're just going to speak to these people at a totally normal volume. I can try. Okay. All right. So first off, there is Stage to Stream, a podcast where upcoming artists and creatives share their talents and perspectives. You can hear me on an episode with host Jonathan Hoskins from this past winter. Oh, that sounds exciting. But we also got 
A Day Off, der Freizeitpodcast, a German language podcast about theme parks, art and leisure activities, featuring an episode with our own Nadine Kühn. Oh, I like her. Yeah, I'm, I'm fond of her too. Uh, you, you can also hear Lucas Fischer, whoever that is, and Nadine in Mut an der Hand, a German language life coaching and lifestyle podcast which explores empowerment and courage in our daily life. We also mention Rolling Bones, an actual play and unboxing YouTube channel for new board games and tabletop games. <laughs> That's right. And last but certainly not least is McAnally's Pubcast, a free rambling book review podcast of Jim Butcher's Dresden Files, a favorite series of this GM as well. Just out of interest, do you think I can be featured as well? Uh, what, on Instagram? Yeah, sure. I mean, oh, I need something. Oh, I can do my very own podcast and then you can say, oh, go to Jasper's podcast. He's so funny and everything. Uh, you know, that is a great idea. I'm going to talk to PR about that right away. And yes. we will, yeah, we will see about that. The bat. I'm very busy, just so you know, because I can't miss class again. Oh, and yeah, I have to miss Totally, I, I get that. Okay, all right. Thanks so much, Jasper. Well, that's it for now, my friends. And until next time, keep your head brain sharp and your wand at the ready. Hi there, and welcome to JK We're Rolling, a podcast about three young wizards who go to a school, who go to a magic school, yeah, who go to a school to learn about magic, who go, to a, who go to a magic school, who go to a school to learn about magic and solve mysteries and fight evil and do lots of other stuff too. I would use the whole take. Uh, a podcast about three young wizards who... Hi there, and welcome to JK We're Rolling, a, yep, 